It is 746. Susie Jones in for Denny Long. I feel like I'm in a club. A little <laughs> cigarette hanging off my lip, a little cognac in my right hand. We are talking to Jack Farrell from Haskell's. How hey, are Jack. you, Jack? Uh, Susie, I'm just great. But take that cognac right out of your hand and have a mint julep. Okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure is, what drink to call out. but the Today is, of course, the Kentucky Derby. Yes. And the drink, the official drink since 1938, imagine that, right after Prohibition, is the mint julep. And the mint julep's an American invention. It was invented maybe in the 1780s. 80s as, as a medicinal drink to calm uh, sickness of the stomach. And uh, people that had difficulty swallowing would give them uh, a mint julep. And, and the recipe hasn't changed very much. You mull mint, you add a little sugar to it, and then you add uh, good bourbon. And uh, mint juleps really are uh, a, a wonderful, wonderful drink. They're the drink of the South. Uh, I think it was Senator Henry Clay of Kentucky who introduced Washington, D.C. to the mint julep. And a a julep is defined as a sweet drink uh, used as a vehicle uh, for uh, spirits. And it comes probably from the Spanish julepe, or Spanish Arabic, which means rose water, which was very sweet. Uh, but anyhow, the mint juleps really have a noble history. They're really a terrific drinks. There's a lot of different varieties. I had the privilege once, uh, I think it was for Minnesota Opera. It's about 35, 40 years ago. We need, they needed to make mint juleps for 500 people. Oh, my and goodness. <laughs> I had the job the night before of preparing the mixture. And the mixture is pretty simple. The recipe for a mint julep is uh, good bourbon, uh, a, a jigger, uh, an equal part of good bourbon, say an ounce and a half, an ounce and a half of the concoction, and then maybe uh, served over crushed ice with a sprig of mint as an endorsement, and the ice, crushed ice melts a little bit, and you get this watered sweet drink. And, and the concoction you make is simple syrup, and simple syrup is simple. It's equal parts of sugar and water. So in other words, if you're making simple syrup, you take a cup of water and a cup of sugar. And it's easier actually to do it with hot water. It dissolves the sugar more quickly. Then into that cup, you take a cup of mint leaves that you've crushed. Uh, Mull them very, very well. Put them in that simple syrup and then let it sit overnight. It's better because it gets more of the mint flavor. And then, as I say, you can put equal parts of a good uh, bourbon with that mash mixture of the mint and then pour it over crushed ice. And, of course, at the Kentucky Derby, they uh, serve these in, in julep cups. They're, they're kind of uh, they're made especially for the Derby. I've been fortunate to have been to a few Kentucky Derbies, and it's like any of those things, whether it's the Indy 500 or the Kentucky Derby or the Super Bowl etc. It's fun to go to those once and the rest of the time it's really much better and the, everything is better watching it on TV at home because you see more of the action. And today, of course, is the 144th running of the Kentucky Derby. So it is the longest continuous sports event in the United States. This is its 144th year. And uh, the uh, mint juleps have been sponsored since uh, the 
1940s by the uh, Brown Foreman Company. Actually, originally it was early times, and then Brown Foreman bought them out, and the whiskey was early times, and that's changed too, and then it became Old Forester, and now uh, what the one is Waterford Reserve Bourbon, which is incidentally a very, very good bourbon. I want to, Jack, what is a good bourbon? Is it just the expense of it, or what makes a good bourbon? Well, what makes a good bourbon is the bourbon master, the guy who who is responsible for brewing it up, and uh, it, it's the manufacturer of it, you know, mm. and also aging. Bourbon takes aging very, very well. Once, it, it, as long as it's in wood, or because uh, uh, once you put it in the bottle, it stops aging. It never bourbon never gets any better. If you find a bottle of bourbon. In grandma's attic, it's from the 20s or 30s, and you say, oh, this must be wonderful, because it was just, it'll taste exactly the same way as the day they put it in the bottle. It might taste better to you, because they made bourbon uh, much more uh, intensely, if you will, uh, years ago than they do today. And today, it's so hard to get aged bourbon. And, you know, there's something called Pappy Van Winkle, and if you can get some 25-year-old Pappy Van Winkle, that's wonderful. But you pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars a bottle for it. Years ago, uh, when I first got in this business, we had 10-year-old bourbon that had our private la- uh, name on it, half wow. 10-year-old reserve. And uh, it was easy to get aged bourbon in those days. Today, because of the premium on aged bourbon, it's virtually impossible to get any bourbon that has age on it without paying hundreds of dollars a bottle for it. And the regular bourbon, and like I say, bourbons have improved tremendously. And it, really, bourbon is an American drink. Uh, you know, uskabau or whiskey, mm-hmm. the word whiskey, is international. That's actually a Gaelic Irish word, uskabau, where whiskey comes from. And you have Scotch whiskey and Irish whiskey and American whiskey, etc. But bourbon only, theoretically, comes from Bourbon County, Kentucky, where they have this mineral spring water and they produce these wonderful bourbons that everybody loves. In fact, they have a, a deal in Kentucky today, much like the wine trail in Napa or Sonoma. They have the bourbon trail in Kentucky, and you can visit five or six uh, distilleries and try the uh, different bourbons uh, in a day or two days in Jack, Kentucky. Jack, how different does bourbon taste than whiskey? That's a very subtle thing. The words are used interchangeably, usually. And uh, whiskey is any the grain beverage, you know, whether it's rye whiskey or corn whiskey or whatever. Bourbon whiskey is made only in Bourbon County. And the taste difference is I think bourbon is generally smoother. Now, of course, Jack Daniels, which everybody likes to think is a benchmark, that's a Tennessee sour mash whiskey. So that's a different uh, bird entirely. But people compare that with the whiskey, say, of that Woodward Reserve is a very good bourbon. Uh, it's, It's in Bourbon County. I would say, you know, they make whiskeys all over the world. And even today, sometimes when they taste these blind, the Chinese and Japanese whiskeys win the World Cups in these things because they do such a good job of mimicking uh, our making bourbon in this country. But it really cannot be called bourbon unless it's from Bourbon County. And 
like I said, uh, a mint julep is really a very special drink. And as I said, you, I'll give you that recipe one more time. Of course, sure. today is a great day. You know, you can see Uncle Terry at our St. Paul store. He's been up all night putting together his mash, and he'll have uh, mint juleps to taste in St. Paul today Boy. all afternoon. Great. And uh, like I said, once you've tasted a really good, I will say this, I was absolutely flabbergasted when I first went to the Kentucky Derby and had a mint julep there. I thought, how on earth, you know, they sell, yet between yesterday with uh, the race was the Kentucky Oaks and today the Kentucky Derby, they'll sell 150,000 mint juleps at Churchill Downs. And you think, well, God can't be any good, but they are surprisingly quite good. Uh, I, I was just kind of blown away that they could make that many mint juleps and have them taste really uh, as good as a lot of bartenders and better than many bartenders where I've tasted a mint julep. Uh, they've even got a, a special mint julep uh, that they uh, have for a benefit. It costs $1,000. And what it is, it's served in a gold-plated cup with a silver straw, and it's made from that Woodford Reserve, as I said. And uh, that money goes to homes for retired racehorses and oh, retired nice. jockeys and all that kind of thing. So it, it's a very good cause. But it's a thousand dollars, and you have a nice souvenir gold-plated cup. <laughs> but uh, you have the memory of having a mint julep made at the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs, and like I say, it's really part of the fun mm. of a drink. Also uh, today, I suppose we better quickly mention Cinco de Mayo, yes, and a margarita. And you know that there's another drink that no one knows the origins of. Some people say it was a bartender in Tijuana. We do know that it was invented during Prohibition in the United States. Now, there was a famous hostess in Acapulco made margarita. And that's a simple drink, too. Uh, it's equal parts of tequila, lime juice, and orange liqueur. And the orange liqueur I like to use is Cointreau, but you can use any kind of orange liqueur. So one ounce of orange liqueur, uh, one ounce of lime juice, and an ounce of tequila. And some people rub that lime around the edge and then salt the edge of the glass uh, when they make a, a margarita. And you can make a margarita, you know, uh, straight up, just like a martini, or you can make a margarita uh, over ice. And that, that's and also much like the uh, mint julep, you can serve a margarita on crushed ice. And uh, my only thing is always use fresh lime juice. And you can't really use too much lime juice to make a really good margarita. But uh, margaritas, of course, because of Cinco de Mayo, uh, is something, uh, it's a big decision, Susie, to make today. Whether you'll drink mint juleps or margaritas. How about both? Then you'll really get sick. Then hey, you'll really have a good time. Yeah, you'll have a headache, too. Hey, listen, Amen. Jack, you mentioned that Ra, that uh, your your friend over there in St. Paul was going to be handing out uh, tests. Uncle Terry. Uncle Terry. So tell me, you've got the St. Paul location, you've got downtown Minneapolis, which, by the way, I noticed, I'm sure it's been around a while, but you have that nice location that you can get right in on Nicollet Mall now. You Did oh, you yes, always the, have the that? Haskell's Wine Bar. Yeah, that's it's beautiful a, down there. It's just great. It's a, They have coffee. You can go in in the morning and have an espresso. In the afternoon, they have craft beers and fine wines and uh, regular 
board foods, you know, fresh cheeses, charcuterie, etc. It's a lot of fun. It's right on the Nicollet Mall. And, of course, as I said earlier, Uncle Terry in St. Paul this afternoon will be making mint juleps and pouring them. And you stop in there and pick up all the ingredients for your mint julep to watch the derby this afternoon. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars, whether it is on your favorite tequila or your favorite bourbon, to make a margarita or to make a mint julep. They have all the fixings except the mint and the sugar at Haskell's. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Fairbolt off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. Downtown Minneapolis with free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village. Stillwater, White Bear Lake, Woodbury. And you can always come to Haskells.com and visit our 24-page spring catalog. And that sale is going on right now, so it's a great time to stock your cellar. Or go to WCCO.com slash wine, and it too will take you directly to the Haskells website. All right. Well, it's wonderful to talk to you. I love the mint julep story. I love Pappy Van Winkle, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I it was fun to talk have, to you today. You have good taste, girl. That's for sure, Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> have a wonderful day, Jack. You too, Susie. All right, take it easy. All right, again, that is Jack Farrell with uh, Haskell's, and get over there to St. Paul and test taste a mint julep. That should be a great day for.